Hey everyone, it's Vicky Guerrero. Welcome to another week of the Excuse Me podcast. I am your host and I want to thank each and every one of you for joining me again this week. And I have an incredible special guest. Please grab a beverage, get comfortable, grab a snack, and I will see you on the other side. Excuse me! Hey everyone, it's Vicky Guerrero and you're here on the Excuse Me podcast. And I am your host. And once again, I want to thank you for joining me today. Guys, I have an incredible guest who I love to pieces. Uh, I have worked with her for the past three years at AEW. I have been trying for years, okay, one, two, three years, to get her on my show. And I finally got approval. And so please welcome and open your hearts, your minds, your laughter, because she is a smart ass in itself. Please welcome <laughs> my client, my good friend, my sister, Nala Rose. Woo! Oh, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I'm I'm great. I'm I'm already pumped with like I literally just woke up and I'm already pumped with energy. Like I I'm I'm excited. Let's do this. Let's rock and roll. This like you said, this has been a long time coming, long overdue. And I'm just excited to be here. Yeah, you know, Nyla, um, it's it's a, an incredible story about you and your career. And I've always been fascinated with you. Uh, we met on the Jericho Cruise um, what, two years ago. Yeah. And I've always seen you on you know, watching AEW. And, you know, you are the first, you know, openly transgender wrestler uh, for a major promotion. But not only that, like, you are just damn good in the ring and your confidence is so great and i'm not just saying this because because you're on my show because i pay you too <laughs> <laughs> you pay me with candy and and goodies so <laughs> no but i'm um, you know me being a manager and i am the you know the cheater the liar the stealer and i want to find someone who is going to protect me because my mouth always gets me in trouble and when i met you on the jericho cruise <laughs> and i saw you first walk on the boat i'm like I am going to introduce myself to her and I want to get to know her because you're just fascinating to me and to have, especially to be represented in the women's division as this beast. Hell yeah, I want to manage you. <laughs> and um, I just want to thank you for just saying hi to me first because now we're three years later and now we're working together. I was, I was so nervous. You like it's. I find it hilarious that you talk about my confidence. I was so nervous to meet you. I like you are one of the people that I absolutely like on my checklist of like encountering. Like I was like, I, like I need to meet Vicky. I don't know. Like, and then when you said, you know, I would love to work with you, my heart fell out of my feet. Like I. The ground was uneven and it wasn't even because we were on a boat on the ocean. Like, I just, I didn't know what to do. Like, I got dizzy. I got hot. Like, I was so excited because I I watched you with Edge and Ziggler. And it's like, Vicky wants to do that for me. Like, I was beside myself. I was elated. Like, I just wanted to meet you and get a picture. And here <laughs> you're saying, I want to work with you. You blew my mind that day. <laughs> Well, I think even on the first night of the Jericho Cruise, we did a bowling tournament and you kicked my ass. <laughs> my team totally sucked. I sucked. I, I blame it on the waves because my ball kept going into the gutter. And, yeah. you know, that's not fair. I have to talk to Chris about that because 
you know, when we go on the cruise this year, um, he can't have any waves when I'm bowling because I'm See. not going to lose twice. See that that was it. You were trying to combat the waves. Like you're 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 such a combative personality. You were trying to fight the waves. I gave in to the waves. I I put a little bit of waves in my tummy. I got some of those Malibu pineapples going, and I was rocking with the waves. So so while while the waves were going left, you were moving right. I was going left with the waves, and I was bowling into the current. That's that was my secret. I do have to give it to you. You're a great bowler. And I mean, we got drunk, had fun. It was a good <laughs> night. Um, for my fans who don't know what you do, you have many accolades. I mean, it's just incredible. Everything that you're involved in. Um, you're an actress, a gamer, uh, of course, a pro wrestler. Um, you're a mom, a wife, a queen of Twitter. And you're a cosplay, <laughs> cosplay, uh, you know, because cosplay player. Person. A cosplay you? person. Yeah. <laughs> You have so many things going on. I get tired just watching your Twitter and your social media. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about first, okay, your family. All right. So the reason I want to bring up your family is because your wife, Cal, creates your gear. She's a seamstress too. Yes. Incredible talent. I mean, yeah. do y'all ever fight like, you know, I want, I want this gear. No, and then Cal says, no, I want this color for this pay-per-view. Do you guys... <laughs> I mean, I love to be a fly on the wall because ultimately you just like kick your ass and go make this gear <laughs> a, a little bit. Like it's, it's a little, like it's, it's kind of, okay. So I, I love artistic types. I love artistic people. I love art of all kind. So for the most part, if somebody's a creative and I, I contract them, I hire them, you know, whatever, I let them do their thing. I say, hey, this is what I have. It like if if I have something in mind, I'm like, this is what I have in mind. You know, make it purple, and then just do your thing, and I let them have it. There are the few times because this is my wrestling gear where I'm like hyper particular. Like if if I give you free reign, you have full artistic license. But if I'm particular, it needs to be precise. Like. And I apologize to anybody that has ever worked with me. And you've seen, you've seen me when I have my director glasses on, like, I'm like, no, you have to stand here. Like, no, no standing an inch to the light. You stand here. So if, if, <laughs> if I'm in particular mode, the specifics are hyper specific. And there have been a few times when her and I have butt heads because I'm like, no, the zipper needs to go this way. And she's like, Zippers can't go that way. I'm like, you need to figure out how to make it do that. No, I just want to give a shout out to Mikhail because she's so talented. And, you know, when you say, oh, my gear is going to have like blue, brown and white in it. I'm like, all right. But then when I see it, I'm like, <laughs> shit, yeah, like that is really cool. Like, <clears throat> She's such a talent. And to have her, uh, her work on you, you know, when you come out on television, that's a pretty good you know, a little shout out to her and a little bit of like, you know, a, a point for her in the making you know, with the seamstresses across the wrestling industry, you know, that's, that's an incredible way to advertise her. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, like I, I always, I always put her over. She's incredibly talented. Um, a lot of times I give her free reign. Sometimes we do kind of collaborate, like I'll design the gear. Uh, she's got like these little models and they're like, little chunky ladies and if I get an idea I'm like hey babe print me up some fat ladies and like she prints them out and I grab the markers and I 
go to town or whatever. And I, I turn in my homework and then she brings it to life. And every single time she knocks it out of the park, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. But that's, that's her talent. That's her trade. She's been a seamstress for like 30 years. Uh, she's, she's only new to wrestling. You know, she had done costume work and worked in theaters and uh, other areas of seamstressery. I don't, I don't know where seamstresses work, but like, you know, she's, she's, done a, yeah, she's done a lot of that stuff, but like the, when she got, when, when we got together, wrestling was brand new to her. She had never watched it. You know, occasionally it's on TV. You're going to see it, but she'd never like sat down and watched it. Um, so to kind of be cast in that, it was like, Hey, you ever think about making gear? No, you want to give it a shot? If you love me, you will make a year. Yeah. <laughs> now, I want to talk about uh, Baby Beast, yeah. who um, cracks me up because he was <laughs> mad at me for a long time because, uh, you know, when we were together, he has he's created his own vision of who I am, and I was a bad guy. Uh, he was in the audience one night, and he steals my heart, and I'm still mad at you and Kel because y'all cut all his gorgeous hair off. But um, I finally mad at him. <laughs> I finally threw him a kiss, and I think I kind of made mends with him because he was like, uh, "I guess I'll smile at her," and and so we made we made peace. But he's quite the chef on on his, on Kel's social media. I mean, who got him into cooking? Uh, we we all do. He kind of got himself into cooking. Um, we've never like. We've never like steered him away from things. Like obviously, if there's dangerous things, like he can't use the knives or whatever, you know. But we'll give him, we'll give him like a piece of whatever we're cooking and like a butter knife and just let him think he's going to town. But um, if there's the dangerous stuff, we kind of handle that. But even as far back of him being like two years old, like if he comes in the kitchen, want him to be a part of it. Like I, I want my son to know how to cook. I want him to be able to. Uh, fend for himself and like you know provide for whoever he may fall in love with like that is a skill set that everybody should have for sure absolutely now you mentioned a little bit before and I wasn't going to talk about this but I want to mention this you talk about your director's lens <laughs> your direction let me tell everyone right now when we were doing the naughty nuns with Ryzen during Jacksonville <laughs> we had that whole summer on uh, we were part of the Naughty Nuns, which if you guys don't know about it, go to YouTube and check out our videos. Nyla is the most incredible producer, director, uh, shut up and do what I say person. And let me tell you, you know what you're doing when you're, you know, you, you have a vision and you have a direction of how you want things to go. I can't do that. I trusted you and it would always come out perfect. Uh, do you ever want to like, you know, direct movies or maybe, you know, be behind the camera in a more professional way? I do. I absolutely do. And not, not just in the world of wrestling, but also in the world of wrestling. Um, you know, in-ring career is only going to last, but so long. Eventually, you know, my body's going to be like, is going to tap out and like, hey, uh, homegirl, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> so I'm going to have to find something else to do. And I just love wrestling. I love the business so much being a part of it is what I want forever. So if, if there's an opportunity to move backstage, I definitely want to jump on that. But in the meantime, if there's ever an opportunity to direct a movie or whatever, and I've, I've got a few projects in my head and, and uh, that 
that I want to see come to life one day. But if I ever get the opportunity to direct those or anything else, I would love to take that chance. You know, and I want to, now we move into our next topic that I want to let everyone know that you are quite the actress. I mean, I have seen your theatrics and of course the Naughty Nuns, but also, you know, you were in a movie called The Switch and Damned, and there was a couple others too. I mean, how did you get into acting and then, you know, what, what brought that on? And was this before or after you started wrestling? It was before. Um, I... I don't know what brought it on, uh, but talking to my older teachers, apparently when I was younger, when I was about baby beast age, I wanted to be a stunt person. <laughs> like most kids want to be, you know, a firefighter or a cop or an astronaut. Nope. My crazy ass was like, I want to be a stuntman. Like, let's do this. Let's go. Let's go to Hollywood. Let's get hit by cars. Let's jump off of buildings. Like, oh my God. Yeah, like that's what I wanted to do. And somewhere along that, I was like, okay, that's kind of crazy. And I don't even know how to begin to do that. Um, and, and I guess I just started taking acting classes. Like I fell in love with the process of acting and uh, doing that and being in front of the camera that way. But somewhere along there, I found, I discovered Jackie Chan. And I became obsessed with, yeah, I became obsessed with Jackie Chan. <laughs> And I, I found out he was an actor that did all his own stunts. And I was like, oh my God, I, I can do this. I can live out my new dream and my old dream from when I was a child. Eventually, uh, I learned the truth about Santa Claus, if you will, about our industry. And I was like, I get it. Like, the, professional wrestling is the perfect place for me. I can be an actor. I can do my own stunts. I can be creative. I can do it all in this industry. So that's that's what kind of leaned me towards wrestling. But even then, I didn't know how to go about doing it. I just knew that that's where I belonged. Um, but I did pursue the acting career and acting outside of uh, wrestling until in college when I was able to go to wrestling school. And then it was kind of a race to see which would take off first. Like, I'm on sets, I'm doing uh, extra work in films, like getting bit parts. I worked on Transformers film, uh, one of the diehards, um, head of state with Chris Rock. And like, I'm, I'm like doing this networking, trying to like climb that ladder, pay my dues. And all the while on the weekends going, doing indie shows, traveling, doing the circuit, doing all this, that, the other. And it really was a race against time to see which one was really going to take off first. But they're absolutely both my passions. That's amazing. Now, you've talked to me uh, about some projects you've done as a writer with comic books. Let the fans know what is it that you're doing um, now because it's pretty incredible. And I don't want to misrepresent because I'm not, in, I'm not into the comics and I'm, I'm not in that department. But <laughs> I am so fucking proud of you because this is another avenue Nyla that you're going to it's like you have all these backup plans you know with wrestling you know like in COVID you know when things shut down we yeah. learned that you have to have other things to be you know running while you're while you're wrestling tell us about your writing uh projects you you do you absolutely have to because you never know what's right around the corner good or bad you just you just never know so you absolutely need to explore every option and and I always tell people with like oh, I want to get to that I want to do that I'm like why wait like what, what are you waiting on 
Like if, if you got to wait till, you know, you get a microphone in the mail, that's cool. I understand that. But like, you can start setting up the rest of your studio and that microphone comes in, plug it in and get started on your podcast or whatever it is you're looking to do. Um, but with the comic books, that opportunity came out because of wrestling. I got to work with Steve Orlando, who's an amazing writer himself, uh, has worked on the Marauders and X-Men and tons of other comics. He himself is a wrestling fan. And when he was presented with the opportunity to resurrect one of the characters, Thunderbird, he thought that I might be interested in doing something like that. <laughs> when he saw my Mystique gear, he was like, oh yeah, she's definitely going to be on board for something like this. So he reached out, we had a conversation and um, the, it was off to the races. It, and I was like, you know, I've never written a comic book before. Let's try it. Like, I, you know, what have I got to lose? You know, I've got a great, I got, I got, I got a great writer here who's going to kind of be my Yoda and help me like you know marvel's back in this like i've got all the safety nets you know if, if not now when so i gave it a shot and i approached it the same way i would write a script in 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 the sense of like trying to put myself in the character's shoes and having every side of the conversation and and fleshing it out that way and i think i overdid it i sent all those pages to steve and we like narrowed it down but it was really cool for me having come into this world that I've never touched before and seeing what I wrote and seeing what Steve wrote. And so many times we were on the same page, pun kind of intended, we were on the same page with where we were going with our dialogue and our story, that it was so easy to just meld the two scripts into one like super script that everybody seems to love. And I'm so proud of this book that we came out with and resurrecting this beloved character for a major franchise in the X-Men. And, and now I can, uh, again, pun kind of attended, say I could put my feather in that cap with Thunderbird and be a part of that. Now, now you do realize that when you put your name associated with Marvel, that's quite the little like, you know, side elbow, you know, like this is, these are the people I work with. Like that's, that's a big company. I mean, you have to be just like pinching yourself because there's, I, I've, I've seen you backstage and there's so many different sides to you and so many things that you're creative with. Um, with Marvel, are, did you, are you a drawer? Like, did you draw your script out or were you just like <laughs> writing it out? I am not a good artist at all. <laughs> I, I'll have to bring you some of my prototypes. Anytime I think of a t-shirt design, <laughs> I, it's riddled with like stick people. <laughs> it, it looks like a fire. It looks like baby bees drew it. I'll have Casinos. to find this. <laughs> oh yeah. So, you know, I wasn't goofing. Like that's how I draw. Like I, I absolutely love to draw but I am not good at it whatsoever. And I love when I say that, you can see people trying to be encouraging. Oh no, Nyla, just keep doing it. Keep, you'll get good. Like, no, I won't. I'm not gonna get good. Like if I haven't gotten good now at this point in my life, I'm not gonna get good. And that is okay. It's, I, I watched Mr. Rogers. I watched Bob Ross. It is okay to not be good at this, but I'm enjoying doing it. That's what matters. Like don't try to sugarcoat me. <laughs> As long as we, we understand our own drawing, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, like it yeah. looks like a caveman cave painting. Like they're awful. They're the worst drawings on earth. 
but I enjoy them. So it's okay. You don't need to make me feel good. Like it's crap. <laughs> Tell me it's crap. I know it. So you guys completed Thunderbird. Is that correct? What's that? Have y'all, you, you completed the project of yes. Thunderbird. Yeah. So yeah. Where, where, where can fans find that to order their copy? And what's next from that, from that comic book? Is there going to be a sequel or y'all working on another different character or tell us where the fans can find it first and then what, what are y'all's discussions after it was released? I gotta be honest, I don't know. Uh, if you're lucky, you know, just the way comics are, if you're lucky, it might still be at a few of your local comic shops. Um, I'm also fairly certain in this beautiful modern age that we live in, you can jump on your internet Google machines and find a copy online and uh, have it sent right to your door somehow. Uh, now, I don't know where you would go to do that, but but if you <laughs> if you Google giant size X-Men Thunderbird number one, some variation of those words, I'm sure you can track down a copy and order it to your house. Uh, but yeah, that got released in comic shops uh, and, and wherever comics are sold, I would assume, uh, back in like March, April. I, I My timing's a little bit off because our original release date got messed up with because of COVID with the supply chains and it got pushed back and pushed forward and we just weren't sure that I was like hey surprise we're, we're actually able to push this through we're gonna get it out next week so that that's it, it was kind of a little bit all over the place with that to nobody's fault just the state of world events um hopefully I would love to work on another comic book uh you know we, we work with Warner and the DC properties if there's a opportunity to work on some Batman comics you know throw a pin my way I'm ready to go that's amazing. Okay, so um, so for the fans, please grab your comic books because you, when you guys see Nyla at um, a Comic Con or at an appearance, take those comic books because when she signs it, it adds three times the value of what you yes. paid for it. So <laughs> I encourage your fans to do that. And um, if you have, if you actually have, it's always it's always like shocking in a good way, like to see people truly what they appreciate, you know truly, truly creating something from the ground up. Um, I really can't thank you guys enough for that. That really means a lot to me. So thank you guys. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your Twitter. <laughs> because sometimes when I get a notification that you just posted something, <laughs> I have to kind of like take a deep breath and like say, okay, what am I getting today from Nyla Rose? Because you are in left field and the things that you come up with, I'm like, where the hell does she even think of that? Because you are quite clever and quick to post things when something happens either at AEW or, you know, in the world or whatever, the fans might, you know, jog you into doing something. <laughs> Explain your, your craft and how you have the biggest following on Twitter and the most interactions. It's crazy to me, the interactions you get on your Twitter. Vicky, I can't, I, I can't, I, I cannot explain it. I don't know. I just, I, I that's really, um, it's kind of, it kind of on a very like uh, base level, what wrestling is all about and connecting to like the individual behind everything that you see. Because I really, truly just post the things that amuse me. And apparently they amuse a lot of you all as well. Um, as far as like coming up with things very quickly, 
I blame that on improv theater. <laughs> like, I, I really, I, I'm at a loss. Like, I really don't know how to explain this. I, I truly just, if something amuses me from, from a fan standpoint of wrestling, I just, you know, internet culture, I just shit post and kind of, kind of nudge and rub the elbows like, huh? Ah, and and apparently people enjoy it <laughs> you know because does this ever make you uh wonder if you could make it as a stand-up comedian because this falls right into having your own show nyla because on twitter you freaking have your own show pretty much because everyone's waiting to see what what joke or what comment you're going to create do you have you thought about maybe starting your own you know like maybe 30 minute stand-up comedy show I, you know what, I did. I, I have thought about it a few times and uh, I'm gonna throw him under the bus right now, but Stokely, uh, he has done some stand up, and he sought me out and he came up to me. It wasn't like, oh, hey, by the way, like this was a point on his mind and in his heart that he needed to express. He came up to me and said, you should think about doing stand up. I don't know that I ever actually will. I have thought about it, but I don't know if I'll ever actually do it. But for the fact for somebody to have done, been there, done that, been successful at it, and then reach out to me and say, hey, you know, like you got the chops, like you could probably do this. Like that was all the validation I needed. Like that made me feel really good. And especially from him, because I think he is absolutely hilarious and crazy talented himself. Like, so for, for him, like, he, he'll probably know. I don't know if he'll listen to this or not, but, like, for we'll him. We'll tag him. We'll tag him on it. <laughs> for him. Thanks, Mickey. For You're him welcome. to say that to me, just, that put me over the moon. Like, I still ride off of that high. Have you, have you always been a, a theatrics kid when you were growing up? You know, like, you always, you walk in the room, you kind of just took over, um, you know, like, the whole family gathering or the room full of wrestlers. I mean, it had to have been started pretty early because you're pretty comfortable in cracking jokes backstage or in the in the locker room or wherever we're at. I'm just like, wait, wait, that was funny. Like, hold on. <laughs> or, what the hell? I mean, you surprise me sometimes. I'm just like, what the hell? Where did that come from? <laughs> Some of the looks you've shot me from across the room. I'm definitely like, oh, was that too far? Was that, was that too much? uh yeah a little bit um I'm a Leo you know that's that's kind of what we do we're <laughs> that's that's our that's our whole stick <laughs> you know you, you're not you're not afraid of being in front of the camera because I have to let everyone know that you're also pretty fucking amazing as a karaoke performer let me tell everyone you Please know <laughs> this is uh I mean, I have videos and I'm never going to show the videos, but the songs that you have sung at karaoke, uh, hashtag Atlantic City, which is our favorite city to go have fun with. But not only are you singing, Nyla, but you're acting it out. You're like walking the stage left and right and you're like captivating everyone and you have everyone on their feet dancing, holding their drink, like just having a good time. I mean, this is, I mean, I'm just... First of all, I just want to say I'm so honored and just like I'm having the best time just being by your side and watching you grow and just keep finding all these things that are they're adding to your personality. 
Nikki, stop. <laughs> it's really, it's really fucking amazing. Uh, th- thank you, Vicky. I, I cherish you so much. I do. I, I love you to pieces. Um, the, I, I don't know. I think, I think somewhere deep down, I think I'm a, a rock star or a pop star. <laughs> like just being on stage. I definitely wish I was a better singer than I am, but I have, like you said, I have no, no qualms about making a fool of myself. And if it's going to be entertaining for other people, I'm, I'm going to go full throttle a hundred percent uh doesn't it doesn't hurt that the the songs were like from musicals so that's definitely in the theater wheelhouse <laughs> that, it's pretty cool if you guys are ever gonna see Nyla, whether she does comedy or a karaoke or acting or or even just in AEW's wrestling ring i encourage you guys just keep your eyes on her because she is entertaining within the match and she's entertaining just even with us talking maybe in front of the camera you're always on and I just I you motivate me and I'm just like you know what do you do tonight Nyla you, know, it, <laughs> you really I'm, do I'm, like that's, that's not a bit like you really do it's like pinky in the brain what are we gonna do tonight Nyla we're gonna destroy the world <laughs> the same thing we do every night Vicky cause chaos <laughs> um I want to talk about you representing the LGBTQ community. Um, everyone knows your story and you know the background. But what I want to ask you is a lot of people that I've come across as fans and in Comic Cons and um, you know just uh, on my DMs that they thank me for working with you. And it, it's just kind of surprising me because you know, a lot of people don't have that voice to be able to be who they are or, or the courage to step out and say, this is what I want to do, or this is how I want to live my truth. And you have made quite a remarkable example to being a role model and pretty much a spokesperson for the, for the community. What is your, what is your impact that you want to do as a celebrity, a wrestler, an actress, all those things that you're involved in, what is it that you want to resonate with the people that don't have a voice that want to see your courage and they want to have the same thing happen in their lives? Um, you know, it, it, this might be a bit of a like politician's answer, but I guess I'm still kind of figuring that out. Um, so in this journey of wrestling, <clears throat> excuse me, wanting to be a wrestler, wanting to get here and be a performer and entertainer, that's always been like a, a selfish dream of mine. That's always been my dream. And it's just what I wanted to do because I enjoy it. And then, and I'm very specifically making these, I, me statements because this has very much been about me. Well, now that I'm at this point, I, I never thought prior to now what someone like me in this position might mean or the gravity of it, or the impact someone like me would have. So now that I'm finding it's not about me, it's not about I, it's about what I might mean for someone else, for the community as a whole, and like just other people seeing me in this position on this platform, this this very much has quickly become about we. So I, and, and I'm still learning that, and I'm still kind of navigating those things to see what the best course of action is. But despite this being my dream, 
I, I do realize what it means for so many. And at the end of the day, I just want to do good. And I want to leave a positive impact and affect positive change for, you know, all the communities that intersect, be it Black, Native, LGBT, like all of that. There's, there's so much to bring to the table. And, you know, there's so much change to invoke. So if I can in any way start a conversation, participate in a conversation, or just change how we have that conversation and change a few things, change a few minds, change a few hearts, change some policies and, you know, create good and, and a positive outcome. That is the impact ultimately that I want to leave is just leaving the world better than I came into it. You know, I, uh, I, I started learning about you before I met you, your story. And I just love your positivity because you focus on your social media on the positive things. And but when it's time to throw a dart back at someone, <laughs> you are amazing and you are confident and you know who you are and you're not gonna you're not gonna settle for for someone to insult you. And I love that about you because it's hard. I mean, listen, it's, it's hard. It is. It is hard. And, and they're going to try you. They're going to come for you. You know, when the devil can't reach you, he's going to send a few agents. And sometimes, sometimes you got to leave a head on a pike so they know not to come into your kingdom. I, you know, you can be as positive as you want. Two things can be true at the same time. But sometimes you got to, you got to throw a little bit of, you know, slaughter out there, but you leave one alive to tell the story. Yeah, you know, this is such an incredible journey of being at AEW and, and to be able to have Tony Khan have us work together. Um, to stand next to you in the ring, and you know, I, I tell you this all the time, that we come from two different worlds, uh, very different age groups, because I'm a hell of a lot older than you are. <laughs> and I've been here a lot longer, and, and times have changed. But damn, Nyla, I like to stand next to you, and when, you know, when, when you're uh, you know, being introduced and, you know, I'm raising your hand because you want to, you know, a match. I'm just like, this is, this is my client. Like, this is her essay. Like, this is us, <laughs> you know? And I just think it's so cool because, you know, it's just adding another, um, another accolade to my career because I got to represent a woman who knows her truth. And that is incredible to me in itself. No, it and and but you you're definitely hitting on it. Like again, selfishly, <laughs> I'm very selfish, very selfish. Selfishly, I aside from just on a personal level, everything I love about working with you, I love that you're there by my side and we kind of become a package deal because I'm all about like those marginalized groups and like being able to through a vehicle through you also stand and represent the Latino community. Like that's huge for me. Like I don't get to do it directly because that's not my community, but because I'm with you, like, hell yeah. Like I'm all in, let's do this. Like, let's like, go. It's like we're cross-referencing all of our demographics and what I'm exactly. about, and about and we kind of mesh our audiences and we're like, yeah, you can stand together and you can work together and you can get along. And if you choose not to, well then keep moving because we're not, we're not moving. We're exactly. not going to our story to make you feel better. Exactly. And now we got Marina with us and we're like the United Nations of violence over here. <laughs> um, talk about um, who called you to be at AEW 
when you uh, when you first went, you know, to a debut there? Uh, so that would be Kenny Omega, Kenneth Omegatron, as I've called him. <laughs> um, and, and, and as I've said a million times, I thought it was a rib. I thought it was a gag. <laughs> I did not believe it. But he reached out to me and I can only speculate on how I got on his radar. I don't I don't have an official story on that, but I, I would think that it, it was strongly to do with my time in Japan, uh, working on the television shows in Japan and working wrestling matches, uh, working for Marvelous with Nagayo Chigusa, working with um, Miko Satomura and her Sendai girls, somehow getting on the radar there. Um, we, we both, uh, Kenny Omega and I were both on a television show called Tofu Pro Wrestling. Uh, so again, it, about it, just, food? it was not about, okay, kind of <laughs> was about food. So it sounds like it would be an insane, like sitcom, but it was like a drama. And the premise of the show is this, uh, girl is in high school and, she finds out that, uh, and I might, I might be butchering this. It's been quite some time. Please forgive me. Um, she finds out her mother, I believe, was a pro wrestler. And she's supposed to be expected to take over her father's restaurant. But she wants to follow in her mother's footsteps and become a pro wrestler. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that's the, the arc of this show, but I might be wrong on a few points. And um, they brought me in to guest star as Debbie Kong. (laughs) And I was supposed, essentially, you know, a Nyla Rose type character, big monstrous American. And um, I fought one of the girls. And and the girls in the show are from this pop group, AKB48, which essentially was basically me beating up a bunch of Britney Spearses. Like, that's basically the reality of what happened. Anyways, um, so because of all the shenanigans in Japan, I'm led to believe that's how I got on Kenny's radar. And he reached out to me, said that they were starting this new wrestling organization. Would I love to be a part of it? It's pro wrestling. I don't believe anything till I'm standing in the ring. Like, even if you book me on the show, I'm not going to believe I have a match till you're announcing my name. I've just, I've come to learn that over the years. Uh, but I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in, let's do this, whatever. Whoever you are, Kenny Omega. And, Did you know uh, who he was before? No, I knew who he was before, but I didn't think I was talking to Kenny yeah. Omega. Like, of all people, yeah. why would Kenny Omega, why would the best bout machine be talking to me? Like, I just did not think that was happening. And uh, so I went, I'm like digging around on the profile, like, oh, there's a blue check mark. It was before people could just buy blue check marks. I didn't even have a blue check mark. So I'm like, wait a minute, this, this might be legit. Like, let me watch what I say. <laughs> so we talk a little bit more and um, we exchange numbers. And he's like, I'd love to talk to you a little bit more. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like my, my tone totally changed. We exchange, he gives me more of the details and I'm talking to him, I'm like, I didn't hear a word this man said because I'm like, holy shit, this is Kenny Omega. Like, and uh, he's like, this is going on. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. People will be in touch. Uh, the people were in touch. <laughs> they sent me plane tickets. We flew out and I'm sitting in a room and here comes Brandy and Cody Rhodes and like the Lucha Bros walk in. Christopher Daniels walks in and I'm just like, why am I here? <laughs> like, what wow. is going on right now? And it was, it was 
absolutely bonkers. So let's talk about um, we get together and we've got we've tried to get some titles and you, you, you've had you're the second uh, one to hold the AEW Women's uh, Championship, which is incredible. And I thought that whenever you know we were gonna get together, we you know we were gonna be able to do some more you know championship matches, which we did. Yeah. Um, but now we're coming into full gear, which just happened uh, this past um, this past year in 2022, and uh, we had an incredible time that day at Full Gear because you were defending uh, your TBS championship against Jay Cargill. Uh, you know, we legally stole the title because she Possession. wasn't looking, and losers keepers, you know, finders weepers. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? But works for me. Yeah, I mean, how did you feel? when you got the opportunity to take the title and that it was ours to, to showboat for two months. Um, so after we had uh, the conversation that we had in the back and, and you kind of pointed some things out, um, when we, uh, I'm trying to say what's gonna get us in the least legal trouble. <laughs> after we had that conversation and- um, had a lot of dark conversations backstage. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. When, when, we, when we realized the opportunity that we had, we orchestrated our, our plan. And um, I genuinely did not know how it was going to go uh, because Aubrey was there in the ring during the uh, Jade Willow match in DC. Um, and, and she's very strong. Like she, she works out. She, you know, she's got great forearms, you know, so I, I don't like I, her. I don't I, like her. She's, she's all right. She's all right. She um, her job that's whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> well but I genuinely didn't know how it was gonna go uh I was there was a moment there if you if you watch it back there was a moment there where it kind of like realized that I, I actually got the belt it was in my hands and then it like it was like tunnel vision it was like holy crap we did it we got it I need to get out of here now Jade was distracted I took off out the back. Uh, I listened to what you said. I packed up my car before that. I jumped in. We were in the hometown. It made things a lot easier to get away. So it definitely was the perfect time to do it. So kudos to you knowing your craft. Um, but yeah, it, it felt incredible to like have that title, have it in our possession, have everybody recognize that we were the rightful TBS champions and that we were where we should be. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're in December 2022, and the full gear has been a month, you know, what, a couple of weeks away that it's happened. And you, your profile still says TBS, you know, champion, which I I believe in my whole heart that you're still the TBS champion. I mean, just because a little niche of you, you know, you know, having Jay take the title back from you at full gear, I mean, that don't, that don't mean shit to me. Apparently, so does Elon Musk, because I, I cannot change my name on Twitter. Uh, I just... I can't. Are you serious? <laughs> you know, I, I'm so serious. Like I, I tried, you know, was, I didn't, it, it, it hurt a little bit to, to log in and see that and then look over and not see the actual title. I was like, let me go ahead and change it. And I cannot change my name. So now I'm being mocked on the daily. Every time I try to use Twitter, it, it's laughing me in the face, but I, I, I'm going to test that to the fact that Elon thinks that we should be the champion. And you know, he believes in us. So that's, that's where I'm going to go with that. That's all I need. Um, 
let's talk about uh, the morning of full gear, which was pretty incredible because we were told by AEW that we were able to get a low rider. And that was something so personal to me because it represented the legacy of my late husband, Eddie yeah. Guerrero. And I've always told you, and I always told Nyla this, that I want to come out in a low rider with you because we've worked so damn hard. And I love representing Eddie and I love bringing Latinos into our, you know, into our, uh, our memories and in the whole moment of the night to have them share that with us is so important to me. And tell me what you were thinking. Cause I watched you when that car was rolling in. Um, what were your, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, it, it, it was, there was a lot, there was a lot of thoughts on that. So as I've, as I've shared with you, Eddie was one of my absolute favorites, loved watching him. I still watch him. And um, being able to have that moment come to fruition, we've talked about it for a couple of years now. We've tried to make it happen a few times and it just, for one reason or another, didn't happen or it wasn't the right time to happen or, you know, whatever the case, like it actually was happening, getting to be a part of the Guerrero legacy, seeing things that we've talked about come true seeing the look on your face what that meant for you that that touched me deeply because of how much you mean to me so there was there was a lot going on from uh for me from my perspective but it was at the end of the day it was just like it was a great moment it was a really cool moment for the fans I really think they appreciated it I really think they enjoyed it they connected with it and it's something that I think the fans will talk about for eons going forward um and it's just it's now become one of those things ingrained in wrestling history yeah you know and, and to have the rehearsal of you know because we had the driver of the low rider who you know they needed to go you know walk him through how far he could go i i told him just go <laughs> to the audience like don't worry about it <laughs> just run him over like don't move <laughs> yeah. they'll be fine they'll be fine you know but um you know we kind of went through it a couple of times and i was crying you know, just sitting in the car and, and just imagining what Eddie would feel every night that he got to yeah. ride these different lowriders. But the night that we went live and we were sitting in the car and we were all in our gear and you were, you know, you were ready to go. And Marina was in the front seat dressed amazingly. I mean, she had the chola look in her. <laughs> um, it was just like, I couldn't stop crying because I was like, this is it. Like we, worked and we bitched so much that we wanted a low rider that someone finally just said yes give it to them just shut and, them up <laughs> and to see the fans you know just smile at us and they, yeah. you know when they heard your music they were looking all over the place like they were looking at the stage and when we came out from the side I was like yeah motherfuckers here we are <laughs> you know, it, it was just such a fun time I wish we could have an interest like that every night when we oh out. that would that would be so cool and in it, it was, it was, it was really cool to like hear the audience to feel them feel that because there was that, like you said, they were looking all over. So it was like they, my music hits and there was the roar and then, you know, got like a little bit of a murmur. Like everybody's like, where, where, where is she? She's taking forever to come out. And then the spotlight hits and they realize where to look. And then when they realize not only were we coming out, but we were coming out in a low rider and then it clicked of like, all the pieces and you hear them get louder like yeah okay they're they're with us they're they're they know what we're doing 
Like that was so cool. That was so cool. I think, I think the higher the, the car got with the hydraulics and the more he played with the car, the fans were just loving it. And I didn't want it to stop. I was like, we can keep doing it for another 10 minutes. I'm good with that. But um, so this takes us to the match. And, um, you know, things didn't go as planned because, you know, of course, you know, Jade had her baddies and, um, you know, me and Marina were there. I'm a little disappointed. And I just have to say this because it is my show that we let the title slip into Jade's hands again. I'm just, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to say it and I, I have to say it out loud so that it doesn't fester in my head, but you know, I'm, I'm just, I expected a little bit more, you know, of the match. So I'm, any comment to that? Or you just want to leave it there? I, um, I mean, I've, I apologize to you already. Like, and, and I don't mean it to sound like that. Like, I, you know, I, I'm sorry that I let you down. Like I, I know what we talked about. I know the plans that we had for after, and I—I I don't know what to say, Vicky. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it just wasn't our night that night. You know, Jade has grown as a performer. We might have underestimated her a little bit, but at the end of the day, she's not on our level, and she got lucky. Like you you're know, far it. better than her, Nyla. You're far better. You have more. You have more strategies and defense mechanisms to defeat. You know anyone in the ring, and I've seen it. That's why I'm by your side. I I I know, and I am forever grateful and appreciative. Like like I said, she got lucky. Yes, she's grown leaps and bounds as a performer. She's on it. She is the TBS champion for a reason. However. That night, she got lucky. This She can't hold a candle to me, Nyla Rose. She can't hold a candle to you, Vicky Guerrero. She can't hold a candle to Marina Shafir. The, Jade and the baddies just don't come close to the Vixens at the end of the day. She had three seconds of good luck. But at a, some point in time, that luck is going to run out. And I'm going to try, I'm going to jockey for us to be in that position to capitalize when that luck runs out. I, and I'm going to respect that comment and I'm just going to leave it there. And uh, when we see each other at work, we're going to start a new day and it's a new beginning for us, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we're going to do this. Okay, so I have some, back to our normal happy-go-lucky interview. Um I have some rapid questions for you that I want you to answer because I want my audience to get to know you on a personal basis. Uh, you're, I have some really tricky questions. Rapid so, questions from you makes me nervous. <laughs> well, I got to prepare them. So I don't know if I get to get them like wrapped in the other, but um, all right. So we're getting, there's about five or six. Uh, who was your first celebrity crush? Oh man. My first celebrity crush, I think might have been Clarissa from Clarissa Explains It All. <laughs> um, in your house, is the toilet paper over or under? Oh, bangs, not mullets. Bangs, not mullets. Never a mullet. We got no <laughs> Brian Pillman Juniors in this house. <laughs> All right. What is your biggest pet peeve? My oh wow, biggest pet peeve. Um 
I don't know. Goodness, I have so many. <laughs> you do have a lot. You do have a lot. My, I, I think my biggest might be uh, negativity. Like people who are just negative and always look for the negative in things and can't try to shift their perspective and and approach things positively or, or like just try. Like that might be my biggest one. Okay. All right. Here's a good one. What two totally normal things become really weird when you do them back to back? <laughs> <laughs> where did this question come from oh my god okay. i've been thinking about this shit since you said you're gonna be on my show I want to get for you. vicky this this is like a question that i would ask on twitter at like 2 a.m you should do that you can take it from me let's see what happens on twitter okay let's do that let's do okay yeah. what what two totally normal things become weird when you do them back to back See, I think sexually, but then that can be kind of weird. But okay, then... I didn't know if we could go there with this, so oh, I will yeah. share. I, I will share this story with you. Uh, I don't know how to consolidate this into one word, but this is my answer. When I, way prior to pro wrestling, I worked at a photo lab. I would like develop the pictures, and oh, no. on a yes. On a roll of film, there was the first couple of pictures were a child's like fifth birthday party. And then the second half of the film were the parents having parental fun. <laughs> no children in sight. I do want to clarify that. It was just adults, but, the, but it, was, it was one roll of film that they use the first half to take pictures of their child's birthday party. And the remainder of the film was the parents having fun, hint, hint, oh. wink, wink, nudge, nudge, with other parents. There, there was about six people in these pictures. And um, so that would be two totally normal things Hey, we don't kink shame. If you if you like yeah. to if you like to swing, if you like to go unicorn hunting, yeah, yeah, we we're all about you know ethical non monogamy over here. You know, open that open that marriage up, like have fun, do just be healthy about it. Be healthy and be be good. Two totally normal things together become super freaking weird if you do them back to back. So let me ask you, did you print them out and make a flip book? You know how like, you get the book and you flip <laughs> the pages really fast and it, it puts everything into motion? I, so I didn't do that, but I was really crummy. Anytime people brought those type of pictures in, I would put them right in the front because, <laughs> <laughs> because most people, when they get their pictures, are so excited, they open them right in the shop. So I would do that just to watch people like flip out and fumble or like, so that's what I would do. That's amazing. Um, all right, so let's do the next one. What would be the creepiest thing to say to a stranger on the street? I smell your dreams. <laughs> I love that one. I Can you imagine one. if somebody just came, like you're, you're at the corner, like minding your business, ready to cross the street, and somebody just comes up, hey, Hey, smell my eyes. <laughs> like, 
right in your ear. Like what? Smell your eyes. Get away from me. Like, yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, who is your favorite villain of all time from a movie, cartoon, and I'm whatever it is, who would be your number one? My favorite villain of all time. That's tough. There's so many good ones. Ah, uh, um, I, so this is actually Kel's favorite villain. She says Maleficent. Aside from the fact that she's just fierce and everything, but she brings up a good point about her. Her whole thing, her whole reason that she went haywire is because she was being petty because she was not invited to a party. I would be, do the same thing. <laughs> so... So I, I might have to, I might have to agree with her on that one because it's like, that's something I would do. Like, you're not going to invite me to your party? A curse on the kingdom. Like that's, yeah, that's a hundred percent something I would do. That, that makes total sense. Now, um, do you have any other future appearances for 2022 that you're going to be at besides AEW on Dark, um, on Dark Dynamite and Rampage or is this, is that where we can find you? For 2022, uh, no, you can probably find me at your local bar after show celebrating, uh, getting ready to bring in the new year. <laughs> outside of that, no, no official uh, uh, outside appearances other than AEW. Do you, uh, uh, for New Year's, do you go out or do you stay in and kind of keep it low key and not and see out the streets or are you the one that like goes to like New York and sees the ball drop? It really, it really depends on what's going on because a lot of times places way overcharge purely yeah. because it's New Year's. Um, so it, it really depends on like what my friends are doing or like if somebody's got a hookup, if we can like, you know, sneak through the back door, and like hang out or something. But I, I like going out for New Year's. Yeah, it's fun to get dressed up, especially. Yeah we dress up for work like it's it's always fun to dress up for a night out it's so different and a different mood set and get to meet new people mingle and just you know have a good time and look forward to the new year yeah absolutely not let the fans know where they can follow you on your social media i look i tried to make this as easy for you guys as possible nyla rose beast on anything you want to find me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram. Please get those Instagram numbers up because we don't know what's going to happen on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, do you like TikTok? Are you on TikTok? I'm, I'm not on TikTok. I just opened a new account and I don't even know what it is because my last, one, my last one got banned because people thought I was fake because my, my, the name was like definitely not Nyla Rose. So I think people were reporting it as fake. And I, I don't know what my new TikTok name is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, that's, that would be your day, right? That would be something <laughs> we talk about at work. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Nyla, I just, I, I really want to thank you for being on my show. I, I love the shit out of you so much. And I'm having such a good time with you. And even though I had a little bit of beef with you today, for three years, I've had the best fucking time with you. And it's just been so fun to go out there and watch you destroy the opponents and break the Barbies. And, and for us to be the vicious vixens has been such a cool ride. And um, I can't wait to see what's in our future. 
and I wish you so much success because you're so awesome and talented. And I'm, I can't wait to see what you're going to do in your future. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But I got you by my side and Marina on the other side. I don't, you don't need a wish for success. We're going to have it. We're going right. to have that success. 2023 is going to be great for us. 2023, the year of the V, the double V, Vicious Vixens, baby. That's a shirt. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw it up with my stick figures. <laughs> hey, we'll send it to Christy and get it approved. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I love you. Have a great day. And we'll see what cooks up at AEW for next week. Yeah. All right. Bye. All right, everyone. There you have it. An incredible interview with Nyla Rose. Nyla. I wish you so much love and success in your future. I am so excited that I get to share a little part of your legacy. It's always fun to perform by your side, and I cannot wait to see what 2023 has in store for us. And back to my fans. Thank you, everyone, for joining me again this week. Please spread the word about my show. Like, comment, subscribe. Leave me some ideas. Do you have a guest idea? Let me know, and you can do all this by emailing me at excusemevicky at outlook.com. I am so grateful for each and every one of you uh, tuning in, and next week I will see you again. Excuse me! Wow.